Asset Radio. You're listening to The Edge. Everything bass fishing coming to you worldwide from MegaWare Keel Guard Studios. Aaron, here we are back on the mic for the October 1, episode 361 Bass Edge Radio Podcast. Man, it's good to be back. Excited for another awesome show. I am too. 361 episodes means you've heard me and yourself, Kurt, mention 361 times. It is presented <laughs> all in part by MegaWear Keel Guard. And of course, put on the protection the pros pick. MegaWear Keel Guard, you've got the Scuff Buster, the Skeg Guard, the Flex Step, the Battery Guards, all things Mega where belong on your personal watercraft be sure to check them out at keelguard.com kurt i saw some interesting news looks like mike iconelli qualifies for the elites yeah man what a wild deal you know he comes out with the new show my world and you know he's been working on that project for many months many many months and uh finally got that going uh, last month and great little show i'm not sure if you picked up an episode if not i, I encourage everybody to watch it mike iconelli there with my world talking about his world of bass fishing but also experiencing other sports personalities worlds from bowling to now NASCAR, women's golfer is on there as well. So a lot of great stuff. But in midst of all of that, it was like, well, where's Mike headed in his competitive career, right? I mean, he wasn't fishing MLF this year and really didn't fish any early competitive events. You know, he's he's not in the Elite Series. Uh, You know, he had left the Elite Series several years ago to compete solely with MLF. But man, he jumped in the BASS Northern Opens and just what a testament to badassness. (laughs) Quite quite frankly, I mean, he goes into the Northern Opens and qualifies in the, you know, you got to finish in the top three in any of the Opens divisions to fish the Elite Series and finishes second place in the points, re-qualifies for the Bass Elite Series. And he's still fishing at MLF Toyota Division this year as well up there in that Northern Division. But uh, I'd put a million dollars that he's going to go back to the BASS Elite Series. So uh, pretty interesting events there, obviously. Yeah, yeah. And it looks like perhaps the BBT Tour has came out with uh, their top, I guess, so to speak, in the tent. Yeah, after the Pro Circuit finalized and they sent out a press release, they had five Bass Pro Tour anglers that fished the Pro Circuit, you know, which is, I guess, in the MLF, the the second division down from their major tour, the Bass Pro Tour. And in that Pro Circuit, five of the guys that fished the Bass Pro Tour, Michael Neal, Skeet Reese, Justin Lucas, Cody Meyer, Mike McClellan, they all kind of re-qualified or double-qualified, you might say, to fish the BBT again in 2022. But five new anglers will be a part of that BBT in 2022. And those were the pro circuit guys that finished in the top 10 along with those other BBT guys. But Ryan Salzman, a guy down there at Gunnersville, great fisherman from Alabama, got a young Cole Floyd. We had him on the show several episodes back. So uh, Cole Floyd, you know, pops into the BBT. Ryan Nelson, a great angler from up there in Michigan. Clavian Johns, the fourth qualifier through that pro circuit from the pro circuit division of Fish BBT. Not sure a whole lot about Clavian Johns. He's a rookie. Just haven't talked to him a whole lot. And then, of course, kind of right there in your backyard, Aaron, uh, Jeremy Lawyer qualifies for that BBT. And, and he's, of course, one of those rock hole anglers up there yeah, around uh, sure. Table Rock and Grand Lake and Lake of the Ozarks, all, all there in that Missouri country, right? Well, exciting stuff. And you 
you know, what I'm most excited about is obviously we talk about finishes and how to put fish in the boat. And uh, that kind of leads us into our next segment. And that's right, Aaron. We're going to go right into a tackle tip from protecttheharvest.com. This episode's protecttheharvest.com tackle tip with BASS Elite Series Angler of the Year, Seth Fighter. Yeah, my best tackle tip for you, October, fall fishing up north fish want a big meal. My favorite way to catch large amounts up north is flipping a jig and in the summertime I tend to fish a really really compact jig. I'll trim my skirt right behind the hook and cut down my trailer usually throwing a pretty finesse trailer and once that first good cold snap sets in and up in, up north uh, I like to really bulk up my jig. I'll leave a full skirt on there, throw a full big trailer on there, and bump my weight up a little bit too. I, I tend to flip a three-quarter ounce jig versus a half or a five-eighths like I do in the summer. Bulk my jig up, full skirt, big Z-Man helicross on the back, and um, I think bass are looking for a bigger meal, a big bluegill, and that's what I try to imitate, and I think it gets me some bigger bites to try it out this fall. Awesome tip, Seth. Brought to you by protecttheharvest.com. First by land and now by sea. For years, Lucas Oil has been a staple in high-performance vehicles on both the road and track. Now, from the makers of Lucas Oil comes Lucas Marine products, specifically engineered for marine applications. Protect and lubricate your marine inboard, outboard, or high-performance boat with Lucas Marine Engine Oil or Lucas Synthetic-Based Oil. Learn more about the complete line of Lucas Oil and marine products. Visit lucasoil.com. Nitro Performance Bass Boats. Get pro-level performance with the Nitro Z18, the official boat of Major League Fishing. The Z18, with its nimble handling and versatility, sports many of the features in the larger boats in the line, like a Guardian Livewell, a heavily insulated cooler, dual 8-foot rod storage, and our smooth and fast NVT hull. Every Nitro boat is laid out to do one thing very well, catch fish. Enormous front decks up to 45 square feet on the Z21 allow maximum mobility when battling unruly bass and feature low-profile gunnels for ease of skipping, pitching, flipping, or landing fish. Nitro Performance Bass Boats, pure fishing machines. You know, we talk a lot about uh, fishing and of having to make adjustments and, you know, kind of dealing with curveballs and, and adjusting accordingly. We've had a little bit of that, uh, you know, not to stray too far into the woe is me or woe is us, but uh, it's been a little technical challenge here in the old studio of Bass Edge. Yeah, sometimes we have to uh, muster through these things. You know, technology we rely on it so much, even to the point of out there on the water, right? I, I've got a good buddy of mine, really good angler, got on some fish earlier this year year using the uh, active target and uh, he had some power issues which power is a major deal I mean we talked about that with uh, with Kurt from power pole you know earlier this year how important power is for boats and, and the charge system and all that stuff and yada 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 but we rely on this technology so much that after he lost his active target during the event it was almost like he couldn't recover you know yeah, <laughs> was, yeah. you know it was like how do I get this unit back on because if this unit isn't on I'm not catching fish and, and, well, and power is also important for recording Kurt and <laughs> you had a, a a mobile backup, I guess, if you will, you know, fire up That's the generator right. or something. But anyway, we've been able to work through it. We'll salvage something. Quality might not be quite as as up to par. As not usual. our normal episode quality. That's right. That's, That's right. right. But but still. 
hopefully a great episode. We talked a little bit about the intro and, you know, some great performances guys have had this year. And now we're into fall fishing and talking about how we catch more fish. And we're going to have an interview that talks about that coming up next. But Aaron, let's talk about that ourselves a little bit. You know, I've been out here on Lake Amistad a good little bit over the last few weeks. And although water temperatures are still low 80s, I am seeing, you know, that transition already occurring that we've talked about some in the September episodes. And Aaron, such a small little clue or observation can lead you to catching fish this time of year. Yes, no doubt. And there's several factors that come into play, like what you talked about with, uh, you know, the days are getting shorter, water temperatures cooling down, turnover, you know, being at the early or the beginning, I should say, of October, I'm more excited probably as we get closer into that November time frame. Yes. Um, it would be my opinion. I'm sure it sounds like you agree, but, you know, I think it's time, Kurt, to, to really focus on those horizontal presentations. You know, you've got the schooling fish factor. And when I say horizontal presentations, you know, I have been known, depending on where I'm at, to, to flip a jig on the docks and stuff like that. But for the most part, I think the key is going to be targeting kind of the big gizzard shad, the thread fin, the bluegill, the brim. That's really where I'm leaning towards. How about yourself? Absolutely. I'm definitely leaning toward that. And finding that bait is so important. And you hear schooling fish and, and sometimes, you know, we we hear that terminology and we think, well, you just have to luck on a school of fish or you just have to be in the right section of the lake or just happen to be in the right cove when they start boiling the water and busting bait and, and that kind of stuff. And Aaron, going back to that technology aspect, you really don't need all of those intrinsic factors anymore. Certainly they still help, you know, being observant, looking for dimples on the surface, you know, those things will lead you to success as well. But, you know, these fish, in my opinion, are already in that schooling process. They're just not easily accessible right now because they're over what I like to call la-la land, right? I mean, they're they're not in the backs of the creeks. They're not pushing things against hard cover and, and kind of getting corralled, as you might say, in easy, targetable areas, they're out there over open water, sometimes over, you know, 30, 40, 60, 80, 120 feet, depending on what style of lake that you're fishing. But these fish are already starting to school and really, you know, getting on chasing bait. The interesting part about this time of year is that they're just not all doing it together, like in the spawn, you know, when they're all spawning, we know they're all up shadow or later in the fall, there's a lot more fish, you know, doing the same thing. Right now you have isolated pockets of areas where there is some bait fish around and we need to make sure that we're utilizing our electronics. And what I'm seeing here on Lake Amistad is when you get around that bait, there are so many ways to target it, whether it's a a small little swim bait or a jerk bait or getting them to school on the surface by using a top water and then attacking that. But this schooling activity is really already starting to take place, in my opinion, all over the country. It's just very difficult to find because they're not in obvious areas. They're out there in la-la land. So I wanted to just throw that little tidbit out there for bass 
Edge listeners and let them know that you can still have a feast in fall fishing right now. And even though it's still early in the south and, you know, things are are still warm, like I said, water temperature is still 80 degrees down here at Amistad, but things are starting to cool in some of the northern parts of the country. And you'll see that continue to progress down through. Well, and Kurt, you know, you bring up a good point as far as they're not all doing it together or they're scattered, right? I think that has a lot to do with because the oxygen levels right now, you, you've got a lot of water that's mixing, right? You have that warm water, that really hot water. And then you've got, if, if the turnover is happening, you've got yeah. that water that's mixing. So I, I do think that has a reason you know, I remember still to this day the pond boss coming on and and talking about that that very oxygen stratification. That is why that the fish are scattered because the bait fish are going to go right where it's comfortable as well. So the, guess right. what? The bass are going to follow them, and a lot of times that schooling action that you speak of, it's not necessarily happening on the surface, but hey, it could be four, five, you know, ten feet under the water. That's like right. We're talking about, and so that's where the electronics come into play. Very, very yeah, absolutely. Points. Absolutely. Still some good fishing out there to be had. It takes maybe sometimes a little bit of luck (laughs) this time of year or persistency, you know, being very persistent in a a particular technique or way that you you feel like you get a bite and you can capitalize on maybe a few more bites. But, uh, you know, still a lot of fun and things to learn out there in the bass fishing world this time of year. So talking about things to learn, Aaron, we're going to move into our angler spotlight coming up next. We're going to learn some more about fall fishing, learn some more about what's making the top anglers in the world successful in today's sport. Y'all stay tuned. We're going to be right back with another great interview on Bass Edge Radio. This is MLF Pro Circuit Angler, Kyle Gillis. I'm Pro Angler Bill McDonald. This is MLF BPT Pro, Jacob Wheeler. This is MLF Pro Circuit Angler, Kyle Cordiano. I am Pro Angler Cole Floyd. Stay tuned for more Bass Edge Radio know the importance of protecting your investments so why use anything else other than the original and toughest diy keel protector for your boat megaware keel guard grinding sand abrasive rocks and concrete ramps are no match for our exclusive contoured edge and patented technology megaware keel guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the longest-lasting, most dependable keel protection for your boat. Guaranteed for life. Developed specifically by boat builders, offering the best keel protection in the industry. Also for MegaWare Keel Guard, Skeg Guard, Flex Step Pro, and Pontoon Guard. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. MegaWare Keel Guard. Aaron, today's Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight is special, as they all are. But when you have an exceptionally close industry relationship with anglers, it makes it that much more fun here on Bass Edge Radio. Today, we chat with 2021 BASS Elite Series champion and 2022 Bassmaster Classic qualifier. He's got a new swim jig out on the market in 2021 as well. Lots of interesting things to chat about. Aaron, help me welcome back to the show BASS Elite Series angler, Brian Schmidt. Brian, thanks for taking time to be with us on Bass Edge Radio. Hey guys, Aaron, Kurt, I appreciate it big time, man. I've been on with you before. Uh, Super excited that you're having me back. Can't wait to dive into everything. Well, like you said, Brian, certainly you are no stranger uh, to Bass Edge, and that means you have earned that position, I should say. And and (laughs) what a year, Brian. Of course, you know, Kurt will try and claim that Bass Edge has a lot of success or the the reasons for your success, but uh, regardless (laughs) 
regardless, you know, uh, you being on here uh, several times uh, certainly has raised our bass fishing IQ. And, you know, a BASS Elite win on Lake Champlain, an MLF Toyota Series win on Lake Toho, a Bassmaster Classic qualification, and a top 10 in prize money over the entire sport with 215000 in winnings. How, in your mind, has this season stacked up to other seasons that you've had success in? Well, by far, it's the best for me on a national level. You know, it was like one of those deals, guys, where, like, I really needed to have a strong season. And, uh, you know, when, when you need something, does it always happen? No. And for it to happen and the way it happened, it floored me, man. And uh, I'm still soaking it in because, you know, that's the crazy thing about this sport. Like, you're only as good as your last tournament. Once that tournament's done, it's, it's over, you know. It's like on to the next one. So almost getting ready to slow down and be able to soak it in a little bit. There you go, Brian. I want to just clarify what Aaron's talking about there before he started into that. That question that he asked you, you know, we've got a great record as Aaron was talking about, and I don't take claims of these all the time <laughs> as Aaron might like it, but dude, when we have people on the show, they catch the freaking fish. And maybe it's, that's why we're talking to the anglers we talk to is because they are on a path of success. And, and it kind of manifests that after, you know, each time I, I think Wheeler won a, a BBT this year after we talked to him, we had Justin Hamner on, I think he had a top 10 after we talked to him. A lot of great stuff happens with guys that come put, on the show. Put, put and it like I, this, Brian, if, if, if we were, <laughs> as good or if i was as good of you know fishing as what we were of picking anglers that's going to do well in future tournaments i'd be interviewing myself but instead i'm on this side of the microphone so there you go well there's two sides to everything so i know when i get asked to do the show with you guys things are going good as well so, you know, i'm gonna go out and, and, and request that we do this before every elite event next year <laughs> right there you go that would be the for sure ticket to success brian you know outside of all your great fishing skills but talking about success let's dive into that a little bit man you you know you hear success breeds success and, and it seems like you know you talk about momentum and, and all these kind of things but uh, in all aspects of sport you know basketball baseball i don't care what it is you get on a good hitting streak or or uh, you know you get hot from behind the three-point line a uh, lot, lot of these things you kind of see that confidence and that success breeding more success what do you feel like is the key to an angler driving into that successful groove and being able to meet and achieve goals i've reflected on my fishing career you know i'm kind of strange i'm like a student of this sport and and like i don't need to write anything down i can remember everything that's ever happened in fishing it's just a crazy thing it's like i'm possessive about it but for me personally what i've noticed is i'm almost like i'm trying to prove something and i don't know if i'm proving it to myself or other people, but it's when I have a chip on my shoulder, per se. It's just something has happened over the years when, when that situation arises. Man, I have been blessed to pull through when that on the table. And coming into this year, guys, like, you know, the Bassmaster Elite, you know, you're going to go home if you don't catch them. And they didn't cut any anglers last year. 
coming into the season, I knew I needed to fish good to keep my position on the lead. And I don't know, man, it's like this extra drive, this extra gear. And sometimes, you know, like we talk about, when you need that to happen, when you're like, man, I need to catch them, it doesn't always happen. But for some reason, it did. And then when success starts to roll, your confidence gets up. And then, man, you're almost just making these decisions that just seem to keep working. Right. It it snowballs. And I've had it happen before on not a national level, on a Toyota Series open kind of level. But uh, I'm just blown away that it did. Well, Brian, let's explore uh, some fishing techniques that trended for you in 2021 and and really kind of uh, put you over the edge or enabled you to have just really a, a fantastic year. Yep, for sure. So a really big deal for me this year, guys, was just an old school rattle trap style bait. It's called a Ruko Shad from uh, Spro. It's just something that catches fish, man. And, and especially, you know, kicking off in Florida this year, that is a fish catching pool. And I was able to apply that in two tournaments back to back. And I got on a specific style of you know grass i was looking for and this was just catch a really big fish for me you know uh that was a big big player for me earlier in the year i, I even took that to fort loudon and calico lake to, and was able to catch some fish on that and then guys you know as simple as this sounds a nico rig was a big player going forward for me uh the second half of the year man i kind of kept it a little simple this year and it seemed like when I got away from the simple, I kind of got a little too crazy with some baits and stuff and missed the ball. So the best thing for me was to simplify it, and, and that's what I did, to be honest with you. Brian, when you talk about simplifying techniques, obviously you got your your lipless crankbait there and then your Nico rig. Is it a certain type of cover that you're constantly looking for? Obviously, you're not going to find the same trending cover in all the Elite Series events. They travel all over the country. So how have you been able to kind of dive into the availability of cover or things that you see out there in three days of practice on the Elite Series to then capitalize so well and be you know as consistent as you are? So the biggest thing for me, guys, and and this is something that we all probably need to work on, is realizing really quickly, whatever body of water you're on, what is the best available cover? What is it? Really quick, what is the best available cover? Is it a grass fishery? Is it, you know, a flooded up in the bushes fishery? Is it more of a rock, you know, highland rock fishery? You know, whatever that is identifying that quickly and then what would be the best technique for you to thoroughly fish that available cover and that's what I was able to do when I did well and it seemed like when I didn't do well I was too spaced out I had too many things on my mind I wanted to run up here and fish a dam and then I wanted to race down here and fish one stump or you know, so when you're fishing these events and, and you're, you got three days of practice and you got, you know, 100 really good anglers, sometimes just simplify things, man. The most fish are usually going to live around the best cover, you know, the most predominant cover on the fishery. And we're not always able to figure that out. But when you do and, and then you simplify it, hey, the live scope allows me to sample baits in practice. 
What I mean by that is, hey, I might see some fish sitting on this isolated clump of grass on my live scope. I could throw three or four baits at them, and wow, okay, they are really firing on their Ruko shad. I threw a chatterbait by them. I threw this by them. I threw that by them. They didn't really react, but man, they reacted to that. So then you start to get the bait dialed in, and those two baits I named, it just felt like fish wouldn't let that go by them. And that's a big confidence builder, you know. Once you know that, you're like, man, I got the bait. I just got to get it around fish. Another great, great uh, testament to simplicity and how important that is in, in what we think sometimes is a sport that seems so freaking complex. You know, we got a boat full of rods, a boat full of lures, and uh, just kind of being confident in what you're throwing. And then, obviously, like you mentioned, with, that, with the technology these days and electronics, it really takes bait selection to another level as well you know last fall the elite series ran into the fall right brian and and uh you know with the pandemic all those kinds of things and and sometimes fall fishing is is uh well i'll say a lot of times (laughs) fall fishing can be really tough on anglers you know we're we're into october we're kind of right getting into that fall mix you've got parts of the country that are still kind of late summer just starting to turn to fall and and then you know some places up in the in the mid-atlantic like where you're at are starting to get some of those cooler nights and and northern winds and those kinds of things that we see start to make that good change you know from your elite season experience last year and fishing all those fall conditions what are some lessons that you learned that you're now able to put into effect as you attack fall fishing moving as we currently speak, and and how you're able to put more fish in the boat for yourself. So, you know, I take away this, exactly what you said there, leading me into this. So when you get into the fall, early fall, hey, it really hasn't set in cold, really hasn't turned over to this big fall feed, but you're in the early stages of it. The fish have seen everything. I mean, they have been fooled with all spring, summer. They're ready. They are so ready for this cool off. They're starting to think about bait. The biggest thing I could take away from what I experienced last year, take away Lake Fork, forget Lake Fork, and it even applied a little bit of Lake Fork, but your normal fishery is scaled down on everything. Your line size, your bait size, scale down. They're sometimes chasing or, or starting to get intrigued by little, little bait fish, you know, and just scaling down seems to get you a few more bites, you know. Then you start to develop a pattern, but just going into a real quick, hey, let's scale down, let's go to a smaller top water. You know, if we're on a spook deal, let's go to a little spook. If we're on a pop bar deal, let's, let's get even a smaller one, spinner bait smaller ones from a three-eighths to a quarter line size everything just you're just going to get a few more bites you're going to get your confidence going and i think a lot of these fish will let's go buy them like they're there but they have just seen so many baits all summer long that you're just going to have to trick them a little bit better with a little bit smaller profile and then you can start to dive into it Brian, that's a great tip, man. I feel like we're all going to become better fall anglers from everything that we saw you and, and the rest of the Elite Series field kind of go through last year. Again, we, we just don't see a lot of that. You get a lot of hunting on the brain with outdoorsmen, but when you hit the lake in the fall, you know, it's still a great time to 
get out there and fish, but you really don't get that wild feed until like you're talking about things get much cooler and it feels like that's kind of a small time frame. So it's uh, important to understand some of these tips and techniques that you guys can bring to the table. Obviously it can be very challenging until those water temps again, get much cooler, but let's power pull down. Let's take a quick break. We're going to talk some more fall fishing stages. Y'all stay tuned for more Bass Edge Radio. Patented in 2000, perfected over years of testing and real-world punishment, the PowerPole is the ultimate shallow-water boat positioning tool. Swift, PowerPole deploys in seconds from anywhere in your boat. Virtually silent, PowerPole won't spook wary fish. Secure in strong current or gusting winds in up to 8 feet of water. Engineered to take it with a lifetime unconditional replacement guarantee on the spike. PowerPole, swift, silent, secure. Visit PowerPole.com to find a dealer near you. Bass Edge Radio is presented in part by Mercury Marine. Go boldly returning with BASS Elite Series Angler Brian Schmidt in the Lucas Oil Angler Spotlight. That's right, Lucas Oil High Performance Marine Products. Be sure to visit the BassEdge.com store for free shipping on all Lucas products. It works. Brian, let's continue to look more into fishing in October. What is the magic you're looking for in the fall when you know fishing is starting to change? You alluded to it a little bit before the break you know that cooler water when things really kind of kick off when do you see those changes occur when maybe it's more important you know those of us that love bass fishing spend a little bit more time on the water because brian schmidt knows it's about to go off so for me and this is a local, you know, I can relate this to my area of the country. You know, when I see the first frost, that does something. It, it's truly a fall feed when that starts to happen. Like they know in this area, hey, the winter's coming. But other fisheries in the south, wherever, hey, when we start to get those temperatures down in the 60s, there's a big change, man. The bait's really starting to gang up tight. It's really starting to make its way to where it wants to spend the fall. You know, one particular creek, for instance, you see the herrings and the birds lined up in there. You know, hey, man, the fall, it, it's going, you know. But it's really about that water temp. I've seen where you get into the time of year. Well, hey, where I live right now, it is still blazing hot. I mean, we're in mid-September. We have water temps in the 83 to 85 range. The days are getting shorter, but the fish, they have no idea it falls around the corner. You know, like it's still summertime. So I need the water temps. I need the water temps to get down. And a frost is a big thing around here that really gets it going yeah for sure brian and of course you know to kind of throw out there you know obviously we're taping a, a little bit early in advance uh, just because of everybody's schedule that's going on as we head right into here to october but I, I know the main discussion has been on fall fishing and where we're going kind of backing up to what you had pointed out there with regards to looking at the water temperature and you know i, I think two of the things that you said which i appreciate frost right if you're in those areas where you do see frost that's kind of a main trigger for the bass but then also in the south, temperatures getting into the 60s. So what I would like to know, what are the ways that um, you target these bass as the changing conditions do evolve? Okay, so point blank period, when we get into that real fall feed and it's going on, to me, I feel like they are on bait fish. You know, I'm really imitating bait per se more than crayfish, more than anything else. So 
Now I'm going to transition into a bigger spinner bait. I'm probably even going to transition into a bigger topwater bait. You know, for a fun trip, not a tournament, it's hard to beat an Alabama rig or a single swim bait. And I've noticed, you know, once this fall feed, this is just a little tidbit for everybody. Once you get into this true fall feed, and you might witness schools of largemouth pinning bait into, you know, some form of cover. If it's a seawall or if it's a good grass edge or, or something like that, you're seeing them blow up. You're seeing bait fish trying to get away from largemouth bass or spotted bass, you know, whatever you have there. And you see these little bait, you know, they're blowing up on two, three-inch bait. Oh, I got to imitate the bait. You don't always have to imitate it. Sometimes throwing something in there that's just bigger than what they're so keyed in on actually triggers them. Hey, what's this one big bait fish swimming by me? And you get some bites. So once that's really going on and I'm out there, I'm trying to catch the biggest five fish there is. And I'm going to target bigger fish with a little bit bigger bait. Once that true fall feed's going on, you know, I'll put on a swim jig and I'll just put on a little bit bulkier trailer, a big, big Aruco shad, you know, three quarter ounce kind of style, you know, just something that's just a little bit bigger, you know, like, like I said, early in the fall, real small you know they're they're still they're a little they're finicky man but once that real fall deal's going on i mean they're following bait they are eating the the, the days are getting shorter the water tends getting colder they know they gotta eat they are biting somewhere now it's time to catch the five biggest to so put on a little bit bigger bait brian man those are some great tips i love how you dialed in from early fall to when that kind of in your area that first frost or maybe even farther south when they where they don't get a frost but that water temperature gets down into those 60s and those fish really start to react man those are some fantastic tips to help everybody with their fall fishing this year brian let's dig deep into we talked a little bit in the introduction honestly you know all the way back when when you first got on the interview today talking about the swim jig you developed with hayabusa you know so many a plethora of baits out there right you go to you go to tackle warehouse or BassPro.com or whatever it is you like to do your shop you go into your local tackle shop and you look at the swim jig wall or you look at the square bill wall or you look at the lipless crankbait wall or whatever it is there's such a, a myriad of potential quality lures that are on the market these days what i'm really interested to dive into here with your signature series swim jig the little schmitty from hayabusa what gives this bait the check mark? I mean, Aaron, I think we've both talked about this before. We had a show. If you haven't heard it, go back into the archives of Bass Edge. Just Google up Brian Schmidt, Bass Edge Radio. We go into a deep segment about swim jig fishing. Brian's won. How many is it now, Brian? Have you won six Toyotas now? Yes, sir. Six, yes, sir. Six Toyota events, <laughs> a Bass Open, and an FLW Tour event, an Elite Series event. And the swim jig has been a big piece of a lot of Brian's success. So what is it exactly that makes this swim jig special? So here's the deal. Guys that fish, everybody that's listening to this, you have a bait that you like. You know, you've been fishing a long time. You have a specific crankbait, man. When the crankbait's going on, you have a hundred of these crankbaits, you know, you don't care what so-and-so is using. You know that that's your crankbait or same with spinnerbait. There's guys that have a special spinnerbait, a special flipping bait, 
This is your swim jig. I consider myself pretty savvy with a swim jig or a lot of fish with a swim jig. I've been able to do it everywhere I've gone that has the, the ingredients for swim jigging. And we designed this swim jig, and I say we, Kurt Dove was a big-time mastermind in putting this all together and getting it to where it needs to be. I was giving him feedback and stuff like that. But when I looked at the swim jig that I was using for years— what can I do to make it better? I needed a little bit better hook. I needed a little bit beefier hook. We got that on this swim jig. You know, what can I do with the eyes? You know, at all the baits, they have the same eyes. You know, if they're red or chartreuse, and they just, they're stickers. You know, they're just a reflective sticker. We gave a bulging eye. It's a 3D eye, sun and sunlight, any kind of light reflect off the eye at every angle. And that gives drawing power from a finesse approach, something that's not making a lot of vibrations, something that's not obtrusive to fish. Hey, oh, what's that shine over there? Hand-tied quality. You know, our skirts are hand-tied, the exact same strands, the exact same amount of mylar. You know, everything is on a Japanese quality level. You know, this swim jig is your best swim jig on steroids. Your best swim jig on steroids. That's that's, that's <laughs> solid. <laughs> I'm not kidding there. The seal of approval, guys, is uh, where I come from. In this area, the Mid-Atlantic area, there is some longtime swim jig guys. And, and it's a different swim jigging around here. It's not your Alabama. It's your submerged, non-visible grass. You're throwing it out and reeling it slower. When guys around here that I know for a long time, they have one swim jig they've thrown for over a decade or more. When they're calling me up, I need more of the little Schmitty. That's when you know these guys locally have switched. Yeah, that, that it, speaks just, volumes, Brian, because, you know, it reminds, it reminds me of, you know, I, I put you in the same class with a swim jig as like Brett Height with what he's done with Evergreen on perfecting, um, you know, the jackhammer and the chatterbait category. It's just those added things that make the big difference. And obviously your resume, just like Brett's, you know, speaks volumes. And I mean, that's the only stamp of approval we need is because the fish are doing the talking and that's done with increasing the size of your bank account tournament wins, high finishes, uh, those type of things. So hats off to you. And, you know, speaking of tournament fishing, you still have the Toyota Championship to fish later in the month of October, but let's look ahead to the Elite Series for 2022. What event are you kind of already, say, have your eye on and and that you're excited about? And why is that? I'll tell you, Aaron and Kurt, uh, point blank period to the uh, Santee Cooper event. We're going there in March. It's going to be a slugfest. That's not why I'm excited about that. It's not why I've checked it off. Kurt probably already knows where I'm going with this. Last year, 2020, we had a fall event there. Let's just say that I found what I would consider winning fish. <laughs> there were some scenarios that happened. I'm not going to waste everybody's time with it, but I was. You could actually go to Bassmaster.com, right? There, there's a story about this. <laughs> you can. You can. <laughs> and, and, and that kind of this, this whole Santee Cooper discussion is the fuel that fired me for 2021, but we have a little revenge motive going for Santee. 
That is a phenomenal fishery. It's going to be awesome. There's going to be big ones everywhere. But I am extra motivated to do well there. So that is by far the biggest one that I am excited about, man. They're all going to be catch fest. They're all going to be really good events, but that's the one right there, man. Yeah, they put together a great schedule. It's it's going to be fun to watch you guys get out there and kind of put this whole thing to work. And, and uh, as every Elite Series season, there's always some great surprises, some fisheries we didn't expect to shine out, and some fisheries we expected to shine out that don't. So uh, it, it's going to be fun to watch. Brian, as always, a listener question segment brought to us by Nitro Performance Bass Boats. This question was sent through our Bass Edge website by Brandon Prophet. Brandon asked this question. With Florida's fall usually being late and drug out, how would you go about attacking southern lakes like the Kissimmee Chain or Harris Chain during the fall fishing? That's a really, really good question, Brandon. Um, I'm going to simplify it really, really easy for you. So let's do this, and I'm going to relate it to me, what I would do there, and it kind of gets back to around here, the Potomac, stuff like that, a lot of grass, a lot of grass in Florida as well. Your summer's drawn out. The fall really hasn't turned. I'm going to look for moving water. I'm going to look for somewhere where it necks down. There's some kind of extra current flow, if that makes any sense. So like on a tidal fishery, I'm looking for a feeder creek that meets a major creek. In Florida, I'm going to go look for somewhere where there's some kind of inflow, some kind of extra inflow. If it's uh, some kind of drainage pipe, per se, just something that gets a little bit of flow. There's good going to be some fish around there they're waiting for the fall feed they've probably been there throughout the summer just start there get some bites once you do that okay man let's start looking for bait and the easiest way to look for bait is to see birds you know you might not see the schooling going on yet you might not see you know birds per se nipping on the water and you see all this bait the birds are there because they know something's going on there there's some kind of food there it might be happening at night it might not be happening during the daytime but the birds are going to lead you to the bait those are two big things i would look for Brian, thanks for answering Brandon's question. And Brandon, certainly keep an eye on the birds and look for the moving water. Like Brian had suggested, that is definitely going to get you at least in the area. And from there, good luck and hang on because it's liable to get crazy in a hurry. But uh, one thing that we do need from you, Brandon, and that is to simply log on to BassEdge.com, click the Claim Your Prize tab, fill out the information, and we will get the Bass Edge gift sent directly to you. And a reminder, Bass Edge listeners, send those questions into the show via our website, BassEdge.com. Simply click the Ask the Pros tab or continue to fire on those questions. Uh, we always have a couple posts every month on our social media, whether it be Instagram or Facebook, asking you to put those questions out there. And Aaron, we've been getting a lot of great questions out there, and we'll continue to get as many as we can up here on the show. Absolutely. I always uh, get an appreciation or have an appreciation, I should say, for the questions that come in the level of questions and i know that uh sometimes just like brian's case it provides a challenge for them to even kind of stop and think about what they're doing in their own arsenal and how they go about uh putting fish in the boat but brian once again great to have you on the show great to have you back on the podcast and like kurt had mentioned for those that have not heard your swim jig interview earlier on bass edge make sure to go back and listen to that because you truly are a master and uh, we all learn a lot from you 
you. As we close the interview, any thoughts or, um, you know, anything you want to leave with Bass Edge Nation? Yes, guys, you know, get out there, get after the fish, tie on your confidence bait. The biggest thing right now is tie something on that you have confidence in, lock it in your hand, find a situation that applies for that technique. This deal that you really like, push it, you know, take some time and really push it. Find the fish that you like right now and have fun. Great tip, Brian. Enjoyed catching up, man. Look forward to chatting with you again soon. Best of luck down there in Pickwick. I know 200,000 bucks on the line. A grass fishery could be one of those ones that line up for Brian Schmidt. So we'll be, it'll be great. Uh, interesting to watch. You got the uh, top Toyota anglers out there from 2021. And again, we'll, we'll continue following on that 2022 BAS Elite Series schedule. Hopefully you get that revenge down there, Santee, right? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, guys. Yeah, absolutely. All right, y'all hang in there. Bass Edge will return with Aaron and I in just a minute. You know the importance of protecting your investments. So why use anything else other than the original and toughest DIY keel protector for your boat? MegaWare Keel Guard. Grinding sand, abrasive rocks, and concrete ramps are no match for our exclusive contoured edge and patented technology. MegaWare Keel Guard keel protectors are made tough and made to stick. Their do-it-yourself installation takes less than an hour, providing the longest-lasting, most dependable keel protection for your boat. Guaranteed for life. Developed specifically by boat builders, offering the best keel protection in the industry. Also from MegaWare Keel Guard, Skeg Guard, Flex Step Pro, and Pontoon Guard. So give your boat the performance edge. Put on the protection the pros pick. MegaWare Keel Guard. Be at home with nature with nature-inspired art, decor, and gifts by Wild Wings at wildwings.com. Explore art prints and canvas wraps of bass, trout, walleye, muskie, and more by acclaimed artists like Mark Sassino. I primarily paint underwater scenes of game fish and usually in a fishing situation, going after prey or going after a lure or a fly. I get asked sometimes whether I like fishing better or artwork. It would be tough to give either of them up. I can't really think of a good reason to give either up, so I'm going to stick with them. Make your home, office, or cabin show off your passion for angling. Visit wildwings.com backslash Bass Edge and sign up for an exclusive offer to Bass Edge listeners of 10% off your next order. Give something special to your loved one and be at home with nature. Visit wildwings.com backslash Bass Edge. That's wildwings.com backslash Bass Edge to get 10% off your next order of nature-inspired art, decor, and gifts by Wild Wings. The PowerPole Charge Marine Power Management Station is the most advanced system of its kind available on the market. It does the work of three devices, a traditional battery charger, a charge on the run, and an emergency start system all in one compact unit. The charge lets you run your boat's accessories the way you want to run them by allowing you to monitor and control your power usage through the PowerPole app. It automatically devotes power to the batteries that need it the most for maximum efficiency. The new charge from PowerPole. Power where you need it, power how you need it, power when you need it.
Aaron, another fantastic interview. Really enjoy having Brian on the show. Uh, even with the technical difficulties that we mentioned earlier in the show, we've uh, strived through it and I think produced a uh, another quality knowledge session about bass fishing here on the podcast. And uh, as always, want to highlight a couple of what I thought were really key points in, in Brian's interview so that the listeners can really take this home. The first one actually comes from the listener question. And that was current. Uh, I think in the fall, current driven oxygenation is so critical. We talked about that in our, you know, you, you mentioned the pond boss even before Brian's interview. Brian mentioned it, you know, having that current situation or, or any kind of moving water really can play a great factor when this fall fishing is in this tough mode before, as Brian mentioned, you know, getting into that first frost where, you know, fish really get fired up or, or water temperatures really getting down into the, the 60-ish degree mark and, and those fish really get fired up. So that was number one. But before you give me feedback on that one, I want to also mention the second tidbit I thought that really came through from this interview, and that was downsizing. Downsizing, while the bite is still difficult, going to be able to get you some more uh, feedback from where fish are located, what fish are doing. Brian talked about downsizing his presentations to uh, just really kind of capitalize on getting some bites when fall fishing can still be challenging, as we discussed during the interview. Yeah, Yeah, very very good uh, points, observations there, and, and you know, just quickly, uh, Brian answering Brandon Prophet's question. You know, that whole current situation or scenario is relative, right, Kurt? I liked how he brought up about looking for a pipe, looking for a ditch, looking for something, right? Because not everything has a, a major river, right, that's running into it or, or a lock and dam system or tidal. But keep it to where you know that there's, even if it's wind current, moving the water, right? Mm-hmm. That, mixing up that oxygen, you, you know, bringing more oxygen into the water. So very important there. The downsizing there again, you know, the guy has a resume that proves it. I am not going to argue one bit i'm gonna be all ears my antennas are up i'm taking notes and my god i'm gonna have some baits that are downsizing just to increase (laughs) those those bites because we know you know this time of year in the early parts like we've been talking getting those five bites a day can be a grind so i i thought brian did a great job yeah another great show man thanks so much for uh putting this whole deal together aaron and uh thanks to all the bass edge listeners for uh just tuning in to another episode of bass edge radio man really enjoy keep that feedback coming through those social media channels through the website bassedge.com Aaron got to mention the apparel been wearing mine as of late still you know loving that t-shirt weather down here in South Texas going to be still in that mood probably until in November you know likely for for us down here in South Texas so uh, yeah. make sure you check out that apparel there on bassedge.com and uh, of course you know we can't go by without mentioning uh, if you're going to log into the shop section of the website check out Jay McNamara book psychology of exceptional vision the revised edition so uh those are all uh, great products that we provide here to the listeners on bass edge radio and hope you guys enjoy them yeah for sure and uh, i i've got to mention kurt i was a little skeptic on uh, you know the richardson 112 uh hat but uh, i think you had me converted <laughs> i think you had me converted but always a pleasure go. always a pleasure thanks uh, for putting this together and uh again just to echo kurt appreciate all of bass edge nation joining us right here for another episode of Bass Edge. Be sure to tune in October 15th for episode 362. For Kurt Dove and the rest of the Bass Edge crew, I am Aaron Martin. So long, everybody. The 
Edge is presented by MegaWare KeelGuard. For more information on Bass Edge or to shop at the Bass Edge online store, visit BassEdge.com. And be sure to join Kurt Dove and Aaron Martin right here on another episode of The Edge. Brought to you in part by Nitro Boats, Lucas Oil, ProtectTheHarvest.com, Mercury Marine, PowerPole, and Transport Graphics.